welcome to another episode of Mornings with Marla. I'm so excited. A, it's been my goddamn birthday week. <laughs> and B, I have Huxley, the fucking angelic angel, redhead beauty of my life savior <laughs> this week with me. Um, it is Friday night and we are recording this and of course having a little glass of wine to celebrate the birthday time. Um, so, you know, we're going to totally, <laughs> this is a podcast episode where we're going to see where it flows. We have some topic ideas. But I'm just going to kind of see what happens. And I think we're going to touch a lot on friendships. I know my last podcast was on friendships, but um, I don't know. It just has been such an applicable topic in my life. And I have just been feeling so much love and so blessed and so able to receive it, which has been such a change in my life. But let me introduce you to <laughs> Huxley. <laughs> Would you like to say anything about yourself? <laughs> um, I'm just here kind of flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> Marla has dragged me into it and we have had about a glass and a half of wine and I'm like sure that's a great idea <laughs> so I'm Huxley I'm just here don't mind me <laughs> we I dragged her through so much chaos today and I feel like you've been through a little bit of chaos in the last couple of months I feel like as has everyone but today I was like she's been lounging and hanging out at my house and helping with the dogs and doing so much and I'm like hey you want to work today <laughs> I need some fucking help you want a job next week I got one for you um and so we spent the day doing a little one of my personal assistant jobs that I felt like was like so rushed for some reason we were on kind of a time crunch we were moving so, so fast. fast I regretted wearing sweatpants and a sweater <laughs> so much I was hot I was like all right this is here this is here this is here like you clean this like this and I think you have three questions through the entire thing and I was just like damn this is a wonder woman I just can't believe you move so fast and I kept we used to work at this restaurant together actually we could talk about that (laughs) um but we used to work at this restaurant together and then like the pace was just like you didn't even recognize if you were hungry or not you were moving so fast and I wouldn't drink water all day long and I I'd be like, oh my God, my lips are so chapped. <laughs> or you'd end your shift and you'd be like, your stomach would just all of a sudden eat itself. But I, I feel like that's the pace we were on today. So we tried to slow it down, went to the dog park, had some pizza, and then had a glass of wine. And now we're here trying to, trying to record a podcast. Uh, but so I really wanted to talk about the first thing we were talking about, like of discussing topic is witchy women. And just like, I don't know, having a ritual or like playing with herbs or I've been making us a potion every morning and kind of like what that brings into your life of just having like certain rituals that you do all the time. And I'm not talking morning practice. I'm not talking like meditation, yoga every morning. I'm talking like what are things you incorporate in your month, in your week, in your day that are like a little like um like witchy holds such a connotation with it. But I think it's just like this intuitive, deep connected human. Absolutely. And I feel like there's so many different ways to portray that. And it comes out of different people. Mm. 
And it's a really interesting thing to see, but also how both of our practices, how they're different, yet they are so cohesive together. Mm, Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I do, sometimes I get on a new moon ritual schedule where it's like purge or like setting intentions for growth for like the upcoming full moon and like journaling and really being quiet with yourself. But then some days I'm like, wait, the new moon just happened. Um, And I don't know, like what kind of rituals do you think you incorporate in your life that are like unique to you I guess Ooh, <laughs> put me in the hot seat. Know, <laughs> like, right off the bat definitely art definitely art and like um art I find so much peace um through gardening mm-hmm. my plants mm-hmm. like that is the one thing that I incorporate into my life fully and I try to spend like at least 15 minutes a day with my plants mm-hmm. and just appreciate them yeah and I feel like it's so grounding to me just seeing something grow and bloom from nothing just like with your own care and love Mm. I it's actually funny you bring that up because I was talking to Matt on the phone the other day and I was like Huxley's the one who taught me about my green thumb because I have this giant rosemary bush that's actually like right next to me right now and it's pretty pretty dead and and Huxley was coming and I was like Matt Huxley can fix it and he goes Marla that plant is dead and I was like but she gave me my green thumb and he was like she gave you a green tip of a thumb like you have nowhere near as much green thumb as she has um but yeah I've learned a lot from you and your plants and just like she'd be like I planted this random tomato that was or potato that was sprouting and now it's growing a vine across my kitchen or like has this plant like traveling up her walls and like mine my is it the pathos 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 it's like mine is just I don't have that anymore. struggling for the record my fiance I was visiting my mom and my brothers in Oregon and while I was gone he chopped off all of the branches <laughs> four years four, four years, years of, of growth, growth. <laughs> um Oh, man. I was a little upset about that. I'm not going to lie. When I heard her say that, I was like, how long did that take? Because pothos takes so long to grow. And she's like, four years. <laughs> My four-year baby just died. <laughs> um, I might have been a little traumatic. But it's okay. <laughs> no, if you spend 15 minutes with your plants every single day, you have so much validation because you spent four years. I can't do the math in my head right now, but 365 (laughs) days times 15 minutes a day times four years. That's a lot of time with a plant. That is, and I can't do that math either, but I hope somebody (laughs) can in their head. (laughs) Someone will figure it out. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I like make my cacao potion every morning, which you guys have well, some of you probably have heard about, I post about it on my Instagram all the time, but it's like cacao, turmeric, ginger, black pepper, vanilla, honey, oat milk, hot water, a full frothy wand to get it all going. And it's just like my thing every single morning to make me, I don't know. I come out of cacao, like wanting to text everyone, like I fucking love you today. (laughs) Um, and then we were, I don't, we were talking about, I mean, what were you were making a potion in the sink today? I was, um, some of one of Marla's plants has mites on it. Um, and in order to get rid of mites, because they're such a pain in the butt, um, I was mixing neem oil with a little bit of dish soap to emulsify it. And then I added oregano, lemongrass, um, 
peppermint and cayenne pepper and cinnamon and I need to add cinnamon yeah, I yeah. haven't had that yet that was when you dragged me to work <laughs> I was about to <laughs> like go in the plants and I was like okay like, can I wear my sweatpants <laughs> yeah. yeah yes it's like okay <laughs> but yeah so I just put in Huxley to work here with all my <laughs> unthriving plants I do have a lot of thriving ones but we figured oh out yeah. you've gotten so much better Have than I when not? I first met you I killed like 70% of plants they are all doing everything in her living room is bright green and glowing except for her one beautiful purple plant mm-hmm. but it's it's amazing yeah I don't know what happened that <laughs> I think that damn door with all the light coming in happened but you have to my thing with plants is like I love you put them somewhere and you look at them for like a couple of days and you observe what's happening and then they'll do something and if they're not looking healthy you're like you don't like this spot and you move them a little closer to the sun or a little more out of the sun and you kind of like have this experiment with your plant until you find its happy place and then it literally looks like you have an orange light on a green plant it's like vivid bright light absolutely shiny green I feel like it's some sort of language that you develop and it's really like personal to you and that plant yeah and I always tell people with plants who like are like oh, I'm not really good at taking care of plants. I can't keep them alive. I I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm like, you have to learn to listen to them. You have to know if you're overwatering, what that looks like. If you're underwatering and they're wilty and you need to water, how to feel the soil, like when each one needs to be watered, how much light each one needs. And it's all a game with your plant till they find their happy space. Absolutely. And they tell me too. <laughs> yes. They're like, I'm happy here. I can't tell you how many plants I thought I've killed, but they were just dry. And you water them, and like 15 minutes later, they like look fine. Yeah. Like what on earth? I know. (laughs) Um. So besides the plants, we've like been talking about herbs, and I love essential oils. I have like. I don't know if you saw them out in my bathroom. You have a million. I have so many. <laughs> I actually threw away like half of them recently too. Did you really? Yeah, because they were just like not smelling good or I hadn't touched them in a long time. Um, but I feel like blending, making your own essential oil blends is so phenomenal too. You just get a carrier oil like coconut oil or almond oil or castor oil. Oil is a little goopy, but it still works. And you can like sit there with your essential oils and smell them all and kind of figure out what blends work best for you and what smells best for you. And like, for me, even I've been at night, like shaking this lavender sleeping oil. And I have this spray mist that I made myself. That's like peppermint and lavender. And I think some cedar and maybe some rosemary in there. And every night I do that. And Matt goes, Mm, what is that? And I'm like, <laughs> it's our sleeping oil. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Do you just have it in water? Do you have it in oil? Um, the spray I have just in water. I need to make some. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need advice on that? Do I need to add oil to No, okay. I don't think you need to add oil. I just want to make some. I just we can know. make some potions with some essential oil potions. Um, and then like one of my clients has been giving me so many herbs and stuff. And of course I'm like sending videos to Huxley of what each herb is and like which ones are good for like certain things. And you can make teas with them. You can like make tinctures with them. Tinctures, absolutely. Um, and I know you were in like, the CBD THC kind of realm for a while when you lived before I met you when you lived in Oregon and like is there anything I know like I mean we live in Colorado so 
we, you know, we love the cannabis um, here, especially I feel like you see everyone from the 21 year old college boy who's never smoked in their life before to like the 65 year old woman who's just having a great old time. But is there anything like interesting or any crazy interesting facts you can think of between CBD and like the different strains of weed and how you like to integrate that into your practice of your life? Um, yes, you just have the best questions. Oh my gosh, I wasn't Flying. thinking it was going We're to be of our pants. <laughs> um, well, I just think it's super interesting. So, you know, every strain um, has a different, you know, makeup of cannabinoids. And that it's, you know, like CBD, THC, CBN, CBD, like there are so many and there's so many more that we're finding out, like kind of as we go and we discover um, cannabis more. But, you know, the ratio like to CBD and how it affects your body, if you mix it with a little bit of THC and CBD, it affects your body differently. And I also feel like when you incorporate essential oils and herbs into your mm. life, those actually add to the bonus of it oh. because it's all affecting your body chemistry in different ways and it's such an organic substance Mm -hmm. so like you know a little bit of cbd like i have really bad anxiety like it is something that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, and I have found that usually like a one-to-one like CBD, THC, and then I will usually take like a lavender bath and I just like relax, maybe a little bit of like rose in there too, like essential oil. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I find just really affects my body chemistry in a way that it's just so relaxing. Do you think like, I mean, for me anyway, I guess like the CBD is really calming for anxiety and the THC if used in like appropriate doses or like smaller doses, like with a CBD blend, I feel like it helps my mind stop being so chaotic. Like today when I got home, like I needed to eat, I needed to pee, but we took the dogs out and like, I was just like, my mind was going so crazy. And then the second, you know, you have a tiny bit of THC, I feel like it's like in the realm of not too high. Like, it's just like, yeah this wave of quiet washes over you a little bit and then combined with like having to peak that sense of smell where you're like deeply breathing in the aroma and your mind can drift into that kind of world it just brings you out of the reality you're in a little bit to be able to like take a step back and be like like absolutely it It just I feel like it kind of shifts your perspective in a way that makes you just more conscious of what is going on Mm -hmm. with your body and Mm -hmm. so you can kind of just like settle into those feelings I and of course there's being like too stoned yeah yeah, that does not help at all that makes it worse yeah (laughs) um I was I've been telling Huxley like a bunch lately I'm like a triple fire sign I'm fire all across the board moon sun rising and I have lived by water my whole life and I feel like I need water to cool me down Um, and being in Boulder and not living by a lot of water or or what people call lakes here. I'm like, these are ponds. (laughs) (laughs) They're ponds. Not the same as Um, the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. Where you can hop on a boat and like get in the middle of the lake and dive in and stuff. But, um, maybe I just haven't found one yet or it's not close enough by where I can see it every day. But so sometimes when I'm like my mind and we can totally touch on anxiety, that would be such a good topic because we both struggle really bad (laughs) with anxiety. Um, But when my mind is just going so crazy, I can't even keep up with my own thoughts. Like I know we were out today and you were like, 
I can't speak today. And I'm like, yeah, because our minds are going so fast. They don't, they're not, they're thinking too fast for our words to come out. And I feel like that is like a huge anxiety thing is where like your mind's going so fast, your words just like stumble out because you can't, it can't process it all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I take a shower and this is my favorite fucking ritual to do, um, speaking of witchy women, if I'm in the bath or the shower, either one, and I tell this to everyone, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast yet though. I'll get in the shower if I'm feeling like shit or like my anxiety is crazy. And I feel the water washing over my whole body and like pounding on the top of my head and imagine like this black gunk coming off me and going into the drain and, or a bath where you're like laying in the water. And then as as you like flood it down (laughs) and let it go down and you hear the, you just imagine this black, hazy, black, gooky, negative gunk coming off of you. And I find that when I'm in the water, um, my mind is going almost faster. But to me, I had this epiphany, and I think there's a lot of epiphanies to talk about tonight. (laughs) Um, But I had this epiphany. I was like, oh, my God. So I think my fire is getting stoked a little bit in the water, but, like, it takes a minute for it to fight that off. And so it's releasing all of this mind chatter. And then the second... I step out of the water and listen to the drain sound, my mind goes completely clear. And I feel like it's this complete cleansing of my entire body of all of these crazy things going on in my head that just need to like be released without me attaching to. And that's like the the point of it is like, don't attach to any of these thoughts, just let them go, let them go and go and go. And then the second you get out of the water, observe what happens. Cause for me, it's just like serenity. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting in so many different cultures how water is seen as this like purification Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think you're onto something. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think like the um, like the vision of like a river flowing and just water in itself is like yeah you said it like purity like purity in its most natural form to me for some reason and I mean we're so much water in ourselves and I I just I don't I feel this weird connection with water and you should do a meditation for people to do in like the bath or the shower maybe that'll be the next one (laughs) a cleansing meditation take this in your shower when your mind's chattering that would be I'd listen to it all the time (laughs) with my bowls we can get my bowls out oh snap yeah yes um the other I'm just gonna throw this one in because it came into my mind like five minutes ago but the other epiphany I had last night we kind of were talking about um empaths and empathy and how we both perceive it and how we both feel it and like trying to compare our anxiety and see if it's the same feels and emotions and trying to compare our empathy to see if it's the same feels and emotions. And through our conversation, we discovered that this was a huge epiphany. <laughs> we discovered, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we discovered that when you're in a room and you're a super empath, you feel the emotions and this probably is the definition of empathy but it just seemed to click so much more last night but you feel the emotions of someone else and the re- the way we got to this is we were talking about creating false narratives in your head where you like see someone you see what they're feeling you create a narrative and it could be like 
oh, they don't like me or, oh, they think I look like shit or they don't like my outfit. And it seems to always be centered around yourself for some reason. Um, and you create this narrative in your head about the situation. And then this narrative continues to be truth in your life and you continue to build on it. And the whole foundation of the narrative was false in the fucking first place because you didn't communicate and ask questions around this false narrative you've created for yourself. And then we discovered that it wasn't really this false narrative that we were projecting out. It was more, we were feeling, you can directly feel the feel of a person in a room with you. And you create a narrative based off the way you're feeling because you feel they're feeling that way. (laughs) If you're following (laughs) Um, it made so much sense I feel like it makes sense it's just so hard to put into words if you feel it like I feel like you know yes I'm (laughs) like I feel your emotion I know what's going on with you and I and we were talking about how being an empath is such a blessing and a curse at the same time because it's a blessing because you can read people really well and I was talking about my cards and taking those out and how having a small narrative with someone before I read their cards the cards will present themselves as divinely as possible I have all trust in my cards and I love them so much but because I hear a narrative behind the feeling that I'm feeling from the other person I can then give a better reading well it's not based on false things it's based on like your experience of somebody through like communication I feel like that makes like the world of difference exactly so kind of what we were getting at is like if you're an empath and you're struggling feeling everyone else's feels having the recognition that yes you could be feeling their feels but you don't know the narrative of those And you don't know if it's about you or if it's about someone else or if it's really not even valid in the first place. Maybe it's just what their face looks like or what their energy is. So by being open and asking someone, by being like, hey, how are you doing? Or like, hey, do you not like me or something? Or like whatever the question needs to be asked to get the clarity around the feeling that you're feeling of their feeling (laughs) needs to happen. And I think it would help so much being an empath and being in a room or in a relationship or in a friendship even. And like, I think we had a good talk at the dog park last night. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this whole week has been filled with just great talks and epiphanies (laughs) and like, just like, so we decided we wanted to get a treat. Yes. (laughs) Tell the story. (laughs) Okay. So we went on a mission and this mission was to King Supers, <laughs> which is like walking distance. It, it is. We didn't but walk, but it's walking we, we distance. We didn't. No. It's cold. It's snowy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we like, we get, you know, like our little tree thing, take it inside, pay for our other groceries. We wanted Santa hats. They didn't have Santa they hats. They only had Broncos ones, and I can't be a Packer trader and get a fucking Bronco Santa hat. So we couldn't get those. <laughs> We asked, we looked three times. We got distracted. This was actually about my birthday post when I was like, I feel so comfortable fucking giggling in the middle of King. We were in our own little world. We were, it took us probably 40 minutes to get through the store and we didn't like, we got like marshmallows and like what, like, I don't even remember, but we just like got giggling at like Christmas wrapping paper and like (laughs) things on the shelves. Like we were just probably staring. (laughs) And we, well, we should have written a list because we kept having to take pauses to be like, 
what do we need? What did we come here for again? I kept being like, I feel like we're forgetting something really important. And Huxley kept being like, it's the tree outside. We have the tag for it, but we need to pick it out when we leave. And I'm like, that definitely could be it. (laughs) Anyway, so we had decided on our tree before we walked into King Supers and we come out and the bottom branches, they just weren't ideal. So yeah. we literally picked up probably every single like 20 tree. trees. Sorry about COVID. We're, we both don't have oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we sanitized. We sanitized. <laughs> it's fine. Um, we finally found the perfect tree. And if I don't say so myself, it is absolutely it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. If you cut the top off, it looks like a little puffy ball of pine. And so, (laughs) so we get the tree. This is my birthday. Actually, I had the best fucking birthday ever. Like this is the first time I can remember waking up from a birthday and instantly being like, I feel so fucking good right now. I feel so full and so loved and so taken care of and so appreciated and like had such a good night last night. It was just us. It was just us. I think we're in bed by like 11. Yeah. But it was the best time. <laughs> we, so we get the tree and then, oh, you, oh my God. Huxley made me the most epic lasagna ever. Oh my God. We ate so much, so lasagna, much lasagna and garlic bread. And so we had, okay, I got <laughs> off at like 3.30. I got off. 3.30. Home. Yeah. Um, and so we had from 3.30 to 11 and all we accomplished which is not a bad thing. We love it. <laughs> but we got the lasagna and garlic bread made. We we decided where the tree was going to live. <laughs> I don't think we moved it, though, did we? Well, we moved it once we moved it back to the original okay, spot. Yeah, yeah, but it was okay. a big discussion because we had to move the cat's tower and she was pissed about it. So we had to move the tower back. And then we were like, well, this is perfect. There's an outlet right there. Leave it here. Um, and then we were like, okay, we need to do lights and ornaments. And and then I think we just what put happened? our... I don't know. <laughs> um, we ate... Oh, we had to take the dogs out a lot. We did. Hmm. We have a lot of responsibility with three dogs and one cat. It is. Yes. So we sit down and she had... It's like 1030 and I'm like, dude, we got to go to bed. And... Um, She's like, but I'm like, but we have cake. And both of us were like, we can't eat cake right now. We're so full off lasagna. I think I had like three portions. It was a big old (laughs) (laughs) And so we decided to just do the candles and take like one fork full of cake and call it a night. Like maybe half a fork full. (laughs) hard. Marla had to blow out candles was the point though. Yeah. That was it. And it would be bad luck not to eat like a tiny little bit of that cake. After you blow out the candles, I agree. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we've just been having the fucking, it's been such a good week, and I was so scared to leave Matt, and because he's been gone all week for work, and I just kept being this past weekend, like, eight days, eight days, we're gonna be away for eight days, and, and like, I was just devastated, but the fact that I have a friend, like, an amazing friend who's, like, texted me, don't worry. I'm going to clean for you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to take care of you. Don't you don't have to worry about anything. Just like I'm here. Thank you for letting me stay here. I'm I like, you, dude, <laughs> I tell you about the, the quality of the dog's poop throughout the day. Um, someone to speak poop talk with <laughs> the dog's pooped. Like we were just outside for an hour. Everything's great over here. And then we had so many breakthroughs with Rue. 
We did. Oh my My dog is very territorial. So, I mean, background though, he is Anatolian Shepherd and Great Pyrenees. And the way that their apartment is, he faces the dog park. So it's like, it's his area to Mm. guard. And he is also the biggest goofball in the entire planet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's such a puppy. Sometimes he'll be like standing outside and then he'll just whip his head around and kind of jump partially in the air and then get the zoomies and run everywhere. And it's a, it makes me laugh every or single time. like have a tennis ball in his mouth and try and bark and the tennis ball falls out and he looks at it like, oh, well, how'd you get out of there, buddy? <laughs> He's so confused. But anyway, we got him introduced because he likes no new dogs. Um, and Delta's been here, Huxley's dog, and she is angelic as well but i think she's on patrol like rue met a um kind of new old dog but he's always hated it always went after it whatever this tiny little corgi and they made almost friends on my birthday and then tonight at the dog park they made friends they actually chased each other around the dog park it was a miracle it's just so relieving like it's possible like it'll take a little bit of work but like He's a good boy. He, he is. That's what I love about you is you love my animals as much as I do. <laughs> I love You're, them he's so like much. barking at random hooded humans outside and she's like, good job protecting us, Rue. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up, Rue. <laughs> so I, I like the perspective. <laughs> it's also nice because um, Rue and my dog, Delta, they are like lovers. lovers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time we've said something at the same time. <laughs> Um, but like they are absolutely in love and it's the sweetest thing and they're like 80 pound difference <laughs> delta's what delta's probably well okay she okay, gained she, some yeah. weight because my mom fed her so much food <laughs> um she's probably like 70 and rue's like 120 yeah and like delta like in order to like get up to his face has to like jump up and like wrap her Whoa, paws around she's a neck. little she's a chunk like she she's a, she's thick lady she is half pit half australian shepherd but like the pit is all in her rib cage <laughs> she's like a little piggy yeah, she is so imagine a little cute piggy with like pink little eyes and a pink little nose playing with this big fluffy <laughs> like big ploof <laughs> white tan dog yeah. But anyway, I wanted to talk about, um, I know this is like veering from like dog park to <laughs> anyway, I really wanted to ask you about, just like tell a little bit about where, how we are here, why you're here, what, ha- like, where'd you go? What happened? What happened? Back? How you but doing? Anyways. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> so. I've been struggling a lot in my life recently. You know, I think that a lot of people have, but a lot of it has been with my own mental illness, like issues. I guess I could say mental illness, you know, I've, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, same thing. Yeah. Um, So I decided, you know, it was kind of my fiance and I decided that I, we needed to take a little bit of a break to kind of step back at you know, look at what really matters, like what we want, you know, for both ourselves and how we can make ourselves better so we can be better for each other. Mm-hmm. And so I drove 18 hours with my sweet Delta. He went 18 hours straight? 18 hours I straight. I it was 12. It was 18. It was 18 hours. Oh God, I was in the car for stop. almost a full <laughs> day. 
anyways, um, so I went out to Oregon, which is where my mom and I have three younger brothers and they live there. And it was so interesting. You know, I felt like my life was chaotic before and I will put this out there. I love my family to death, like so much, but I felt like I went into a situation with chaos into a situation with, you know, chaos. And so it was interesting having to work on myself where there was so much going on around me. And it, I haven't lived at home like solidly since I was probably 14 or 15. And so (laughs) coming back into that, it was interesting seeing all of these old emotions that were brought up, but also realizing how those are still my triggers and they affect me in my everyday Mm -hmm. life and my relationships Mm -hmm. and stuff. So it was kind of like, it was an interesting the time. Veil was lifted. It absolutely <laughs> was. Like I was able to look at things from like kind of a different perspective and like was able to take a step back. But let me tell you, Marla, coming here, like her house is so peaceful. Like I was a little sad one night. I came home. She had a cheese platter, a glass <laughs> of wine with like this cute posted note on it. Like I feel so loved and so notes. calm. <laughs> and we've just been like flowing so well together. Mm. All of our dogs get along. Like mm. it's just been. And from being in chaos and becoming okay with the chaos to stepping into something so beautiful, it's just like, oh, like a breath yes. of fresh air. And this is what I've worked for. So it's mm. been really like positive being here and I'm so happy. Yeah, no, this week has been, I was like, okay, I'm really excited to see Matt, but like, I'm counting down the days till we leave each other. Cause this has been so good. I'm just like, Oh, back to the Christmas tree story. We never finished. <laughs> That's why our night is Um We had to put up the lights the second day. We still haven't done the ornaments, and we're supposed to do it tonight. And it's the fourth day, so let me just finish that story and then move forward really quick. But yeah, it was it was just interesting because we were going to touch on like we met at the dog park a year and a half ago two years ago two years ago I think. two years ago mm-hmm. um just be, the dog park is just like the place I've met all of these wonderful women and like we just have dogs and we hang out there and it's like five o'clock happy hour you know like let your dogs play whatever but you were my neighbor so we just started hanging out all the fucking time and just realizing how much we had in common and like just creating <laughs> these memories after knowing a person for a year and a half of just like that's one I'll never fucking forget. forget. I'm going to tell all my grandchildren that story. Um, I want to preface with the fact that how Marla and I connected, like we had seen each other like a few times and we hadn't really talked. She goes, I think you and I are the only one that brings alcohol to the dog park. I like that. And I'm like, yeah, I like that too. (laughs) We would just like do art together outside and go to the pool all the time. The pool, the hot tub. It was just like she saved my life when we were moving because she was like, we knew each other for like three months and I'm texting her like, can you go check on Matt and make sure he's actually doing something? I'm at work. And she goes there and she's like, yeah, nothing's happening. Don't worry. I'll get it moving. He bought himself a personal (laughs) mini cake. (laughs) 
it was, it was fantastic. It was so great. I came home and he had my big ass cat sunglasses on sideways. So sad. And when I told him that they were on sideways, he goes, huh? I was like, well, at least the moving got done. Huxley, you want to go to a concert? Yeah, she, he was like, I think that Huxley will enjoy this a little and more. And then he went to bed, but you know. Oh, and it was Dirty Bird, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Dirty Bird. It? Which was... The Sunflower. We didn't even really know each other like that, it but is. I think we connected so hard. And that was a bonding beautiful moment. gay man with alopecia. <gasps> Shout out to... Uh, do you remember his name? No. Uh, he lives in Vegas. If you live in Vegas. Yeah. No, Gil was a different one. Oh. Gil. Hmm. Shout out to Gil. He was like <laughs> dancing by the trash can with us, but I don't remember the sunflower guy's name. Oh, no. I have him on Facebook somewhere. Okay. Anyway, we remember you all the time. All because the time. you gave us an amazing sunflower that we carried with us to Trevor Hall and that got stolen. <sighs> That's a different that story. Was a, such a sad day. But <laughs> anyway, to touch on your um, like being home with your parents and everything, it's just like I feel like we were talking kind of last night about how and this is totally on the last episode, too, but it's just so applicable in my life right now. <laughs> um, but how like our friendship has just been so natural and flow, like just flow. Like when you're here living with me, it just flows. We kind of want to go to bed at the same time. Like we watch each other in the kitchen. Like we might run into each other in the hallway once in a while or something, but it's just like it's just been I mean even fun fact Marla just takes me in whenever I'm having problems in life um <laughs> like, I, you can live with us. <laughs> I love that I, love it. I have broken up with um you know my ex for different reasons <laughs> and um you know I was staying with Marla when we were both working at the same restaurant and we'd get up she'd take a shower I'd take a shower we'd take the dogs out we'd be in the car we'd get to work 15 Within, minutes like, early 30 minutes it was so impressive I'm it's like I have grown to not love people in my space anymore I used to be the one who like had the after party always wanted people around always wanted like that constant socialization happening but to me now now that I know my body and like my soul better I get so overwhelmed by someone in my space that doesn't match my energy level like if it's too high it's like I can handle two hours but I could never handle you living in my space and with you I feel like we're just so similar on this like the we can laugh so hard we almost pee our pants but we can also like go to bed early and like kind of go with the flow like neither of us have any like strong opinions about what to do I think we just like are like we just kind of like collectively decide to do it like yeah. Marla and I this whole week we've been finishing each other's sentences we'll like have a <laughs> thought like and and it's gotten to the point where she'll be like let's just and I go yep or like it happens <laughs> vice versa and we know exactly what we're doing next it's so it's weird so perfect. it's amazing it, I, it's I just been know. such a good week I can't, I'm like flying on cloud nine oh, me too. Um, but yeah I'm just like so happy you could come into this space after like I know I, that's what I was gonna say is like I know how hard it is to move home and I've done it before I lived in like Santa Barbara for six years and then I had to move home due to mental health and my dad at the time was like come home, you know, Green Lake's super healing, be on the lake, like you can work at my restaurant. And it took, it was like a six month adjustment after being there. of just like feeling really off my rocker. Like I lost all my friends. I would have to talk to them on the phone all the time, but like 
it takes a minute to acclimate to a new situation and you have been bopping around so much I mean last since March yeah and it's like when you're bopping around like that you feel like the rug's been pulled under you and you feel you can't find any sense of ground any sense of like home and home is such an important thing to feel sacred space home and like I try and provide that as much as I can for you here, obviously. You absolutely do. And this is the most home like that I have felt in such a long time, which is so refreshing. But obviously, like there is that certain level of this space that you create for yourself, you know? Yeah. It's nesting. It's nesting. It is. Like that's like, I just, I love it. I love things, you know, like Mm. I love like just that feeling, you know, yeah. and that's something that I've been lacking. And I think that's something that has been adding to my anxiety yeah. and my mental illnesses mm-hmm. and like, just like really not feeling that sense of grounding when I'm in the time that I'm supposed to be the most relaxed, mm-hmm. if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like this girl has been giving me advice. Like, you know, there's one point in our relationship where like, I'm giving her paragraphs of just like love as much love and love and love and love and advice as I can give her to like help as like whatever words I can say to make you feel better. Like I'm going to spend 15 minutes cultivating the perfect text for you for that, you know, (laughs) but like, I feel like it's almost a flip-flop. Whereas like this point, which is a beautiful friendship. It's like, it's not one-sided, but at this point I was like full blown panic mode. Matt's going to leave. And And it made me question our codependency, but I know we're not codependent. We just really love to be around each other. And we've had discussions around this before. Like we can't not be together and we like to do our own things, but we appreciate being with one another. But like, I don't know, now you're here for me and you've been like spitting at me so much knowledge. And here I am like having a podcast spitting knowledge all the time. And I'm just like, damn, I hope it doesn't come in a bad way. No, no, not at all. I'm just like blown away and like in amazement. Like, that's what I try to say. Like I'm blown away in amazement at how how far you've come in your self-realization and like ability to recognize so many layers about yourself within literally like two months. Yeah. And it was so crazy because like it went from like, I couldn't get out of bed. I just ate like everything bagels. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much that was my diet and sometimes I'd melt cheese. some cheese yeah. I'd melt cheese on top in the <laughs> broiler <laughs> clothes yes yeah, she knows I love cheese we both love cheese More way cheese. too much cheese, beans. <laughs> cheese and wine <laughs> but um but it literally went from being like that to one day I woke up and I was like okay I want to work out this morning like I want to draw like I want to go outside and just like breathe in the fresh air mm-hmm. and be super appreciative and I was telling Marla when I had gotten there every single day I saw this bluebird like outside my mom's window and like that day that I had decided to go outside and kind of take like a step left and just like look back on things and really start to like be like this is the moment that I want to change mm-hmm. like that little bluebird like it like had flown on a branch right next to me and it was just frolicking and having so much fun mm-hmm. and it flew away and I was like all right I got this and it was just such a crazy shift Mm, like in that moment it just happened yeah yeah it's crazy how it happens that fast Mm -hmm. like I think the moment you wake up and this is and for me when I'm really depressed and um I'll talk to Matt about it actually and he's just so logical about everything but I'm like I don't want to meditate in the morning. I don't want to journal. I don't want to do anything. And I know that will help me. I know sitting down and taking three deep breaths will help me. And he's like, Marla, people say that to depress people all the time when it's not even fathomable 
all you can do is get up and take a shower. Like just take a shower. You accomplish that one thing that day. You like cleanse your body with water. Like you don't have to set all this precedent of all these achievements to have yourself do every single day when all you really need to do is just get up and shower. Absolutely. And I mean, I feel like I was able to have that moment because I had gave myself the space to be feel shitty so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden yep. it was just like it, tra- okay. it transitioned so fast yeah for me it's like the more you lean in and not like lean in in a dark tumultuous self-sabotage way but lean in in a way of leaning into more self-compassion for yourself and where you're at the faster it transmutes into something else and it can be as something as sweet as like waking up in the morning and being like I'm fucking over this shit I'm going to choose to take care of myself and feel better because I'm the only one that can do that for me. You can't rely on anyone else to make you feel better inside. And then you walk outside and you see this beautiful bluebird, like for 15 minutes, every single day for the whole entire time you were a month and a half. I know. Yeah. Every day came to visit you, giving you the little nod of like, you're doing good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Well, And I think that's like the thing. It's so hard to like in the moment, see your progress, Mm -hmm. but like you have to allow yourself these small victories. Yeah. Like you get out of bed, you take a (laughs) shower just like that. You know, like you go outside, like you feel like good for a second. You feel bad. Like it's okay. Like just take things as they come. And I think it's so helpful for your overall progress Mm -hmm. because after a point you're just like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. And what did you tell me the other day? I was like, I'm feeling really like sad today or something like that. Like I can't exude my normal level of happiness. And you were just like, Marla, we're people who exude happiness all the time. That's our natural state. So when you're not in that state, you feel like something's wrong. When absolutely nothing's wrong, you're allowed to be sad some days. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not rainbows, unicorns, and glitter every single fucking day and every single fucking minute of every day, like Instagram shows. (laughs) It's rough sometimes. (laughs) And you got to lean into it and radically accept it and like be okay with the moment and the space you're in. And if it is whatever emotion it is, like allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. If you're angry, like, I feel like there's a level of, you know, like angry, sad, excited. There's like, you know, like, why are you feeling these things? Like check in with yourself Mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I think just that awareness is super helpful. Yeah. Even if you don't, you can't attach a reasoning to it, which is something I struggle with. It's like the second I find the reason for the emotion that I'm feeling, I'm like, aha. And then it feels better. But not knowing and living in the unknown of why you're feeling that emotion, like that's something hard to accept of like, wait, where did this come from and why is this happening? And you just don't know what it, what it came from, where it stems from. And it's okay that it's okay. Like you can totally lean into any feeling you're having and throw as much self-compassion and self-love into it. And like I said, it'll fucking transmute so much faster because you're not festering in the questions constantly. And I don't know, like trusting of the universe, I guess. Oh, God. As hard as it is in the moment to like realize this, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like there Mm -hmm. are so many things, you know, that I look back on in my life and it's just like, wow, like there is some kind of just like, I feel like if you put as much good into yourself and to others, good things happen to you yeah. and they manifest. It's and like karma. And, absolutely. And a lot, and like some people probably will say like everything doesn't happen for a reason. Like you can't necessarily say that, but I think 
everything happens for a reason when you learn lessons from it, when you take something from it and grow from it, you know, like then, then in the past, it did happen for a reason because you grew and learned. Yes. Well, at my boarding school, which could be a podcast for another time, but um, (gasps) they always said, you know, like the universe will not give you anything you can't handle. Mm. And that stuck with me super hard. And it's something I try and remind myself of. Because you're strong of. as fuck. It's taken a long time. <laughs> it's taken <laughs> I, a long time. I've just been, like, reflecting. I guess since, I like, it was my birthday and I turned 29, I've just been, like, reflecting on past lessons and past experiences and, like, how I acted in those moments and how I've fucking grown so much from that and like where I am now to where I was and like anytime I'm feeling like I'm not moving fast enough I'm not progressing fast enough I don't know if there's this excitement around stepping into my 30s in the midst of that like zoomed progress but like to me because it's a year away I'm like wait this doesn't have to happen tomorrow or next week or in the next two weeks. Like I'm going to cultivate this over the whole year. So like, I don't feel like when I'm not expediting things as fast as I possibly can, I don't feel guilty that I'm failing around them because they're not going fast enough. I'm like able to step out and be like, okay, this is going to be progress over years. And I look back and I'm like, wow, look at all the progress over all the years. (laughs) I, I think that is such a great point. And I think that's something that you and I share in common, because I feel like that is also like a level of expectations that you hold for mm, yourself yeah, yeah like yeah. when they're too high like and they can't be met that was something that we've been talking about yeah, too yeah, this yeah. week that's had a lot of book in my brain <laughs> we really have <laughs> a lot of good good talks oh my gosh yeah yeah like the whole I always say like expectations lead to disappointment and like whether it be going on a vacation or going to Christmas or your birthday or New Year's or a new job or a new friendship it's like when you hold these super super high expectations or yourself for yourself and you can't meet them it's instant disappointment of like oh it's not as great as I could as it could have been but when you don't hold an expectation but you hold an ideal idea or like a feeling like I'm gonna hold on to this feeling I want to feel in this experience you can't be disappointed because no matter where you go, you can cultivate that feeling by doing anything. No matter what's going wrong, you can come back to that feeling of just like laughter. Like for me, traveling is something's always going to fucking go catastrophic. Like something's always going to go really wrong. And you just have to be like, okay. Yeah. Especially if you're traveling to another country. And like, if you just have like, all right, this is, I'm just going to be laughing my ass off this whole trip. And then that happens and you can just sit there and laugh your ass off. That's meeting your expectation without really holding one. Cause you're just holding this like ideal feeling. And again, I feel like it's just holding the space for yourself yeah. that like things may come and go, yeah. but you have that feeling that, you know, like mm. is important and you yeah. value or like writing down maybe like what you hope to gain out of something where like and leave it like open for interpretation like gain more knowledge gain more community gain more ground gain more friendships gain more world experience it's like you're gonna tick all those fucking boxes no matter what happens accomplish that in so many different ways yeah I like that yeah I need to incorporate that more into my (laughs) life I just came up with that (laughs) I love it I love it (laughs) yeah um yeah I don't know it's just it's yeah, expectations lead to disappointments and it just don't expect too much for yourself, I think is where I was going to go with that. It's like, 
if you make your to-do list be 15 things every single day and you don't finish seven of them every single day and you expect to finish them all, like how are you going to feel about yourself every single day? You're going to feel like a piece of shit because you only accomplished 50%, which is a failing grade, which has been instilled in you from education um, of your tasks for the day. So it's like, don't create more tasks than you can accomplish. Always give yourself more time than you think you would need to do anything like a program or a launch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like don't rush things. Enjoy them. Like enjoy the fucking enjoy the process. process of life because otherwise <laughs> yes. you're going to fast forward to your deathbed and you're going to be like, why did I rush through all that? Yeah. <laughs> even in, in the hard times. Even in the hard times. The Power of Now, great book. Mm-hmm. Made me read it at boarding school when I first got there. I was a little shit when I first got there and it didn't change me too much. But like later on, I really reflect on that. And like the power of now is so important yeah. because if you're always focused on the past or the future, you just miss Don't, so much of your, your life. life. Yeah. Your it just pre- flies your, by your entire presence, which I guess is another thing I think we've done this week is we've been really present with each other. Like even like, we'll take a moment. I think when I need to catch up on like some phone stuff mm-hmm. and like, we'll go to our little corners in the kitchen and sit on the counter and like quick scroll and finish our little <laughs> phone business. But then the phone's down the whole time like we just like sit there and we enjoy each other's mm. company and like every night I go to bed happy and I I'm not usually a morning person but <laughs> I wake up happy and also so I'm in her yoga room and where <laughs> she's doing her podcast <laughs> which is so nice of her to let me have this beautiful space but I don't close the door all the way because I pee like five million times a night. I so I don't want to wake still her up. Still hear you flushing. But Damn, okay. it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I won't flush. I won't flush. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so I don't leave the door completely closed. And every morning, Rue, the one we were talking about the earlier, big the big fluff, he comes and just barging in there. <laughs> like door slams open, tails wagging, like hop on the bed. He's like, where's Delta? Yes. (laughs) Where's my girlfriend? So yesterday he knocked over the vacuum, which apparently he's terrified of. I saw that today with the vacuum. Yes, and Tigger does attack it, which I was like, get out But ever since he knocked over the vacuum, he makes Tigger go in first now. So it doesn't (laughs) fall over. Yes, that's why Tigger came in first. He was like, go check it out. And then who came in after him? They've been creating antics, the three of them. Oh. Oh one God. will distract while the other one steals a ball from the dog park and brings it home. We did not notice because Rue was being all crazy and all of our focus was on him. And meanwhile, Tigger, Delta was like running ahead. We were just focused ahead of us. Tigger went back to the dog park when we weren't looking, <laughs> took the toy that we told Rue to leave there, brings it back to the house and, hands and it to Rue. gives it to Rue. <laughs> like what? That's brothers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been so funny. Just I don't know. There's something about animals in your life. So like, yes, it's wonderful to like be in your presence and like flow so well with you and just like be taken care of, which I try and take care of you too in return. But like, um, but then just going to the dog park and losing yourself in the comedy oh my god of animals getting stoned and commentating animals is literally my favorite hobby (laughs) we have voices for all the different animals and it's just I I'm surprised she can wait like I wake up around like 7 30 lately because it's winter usually in summer I wake up earlier because it's lighter out earlier but you know trying to get up at six o'clock these days you look out the window and you're like it's fucking still nighttime it's nighttime um, and it's cold <laughs> except this morning I was really trying to watch the sunset or the sunrise because I love it's like hot pink highlighter on the mountains you can see it's it pretty well favorite mm-hmm. 
Um, but the kitten starts freaking out and meowing at the door and then like Rue's like chewing at the door handle to try to get it open and then I like got up a little early today because I had an earlier start today and I'm like boys don't go in there don't wake her up and then they just around the corner in the door and I'm like good morning <laughs> I wake Lots up happy every time though I really do because animals are the fucking best. They're the best honestly I guess that's true like if like, like, look at Tigger's laying under the door right now, waiting yeah. for us. I mean, like, my fiance has pro- problems. If I fall asleep on the couch and he tries to wake me up, like, I have punched him multiple times in my sleep because I just don't like being woken up. But like Marla and these animals, I just in my soul, I love them so much. <laughs> so when we come barging in at seven o'clock in the morning, she's I just like, smile. "Good morning!" Oh I, I hate mornings too for some reason. I'm not like a get up. Go Good morning, let's go, kind of person. I'm I, like, I'm. You know what? That's why I like you. I'm a quiet morning person. Thank you. I don't like to talk. <laughs> I I haven't even put thought to that because like I just don't think about it because you're so great. I'm but like, holy shit, I put on little chanting music. I make potions. We don't I'm talk like, that much. No. too. I get to like slowly work my way into conversation. I just epiphany. me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you my dreams, I think, and that's about as far as I go. I'm like, wait, I need yeah. to tell you this crazy dream. Which I'm always I down it. to hear about dreams. That's always, yes. I, I don't have to say much in return. <laughs> that's perfect. I used to do coconut oils every morning specifically, so I wouldn't have to talk Pulse. to anyone. Yeah. What a great idea. It was amazing. Because oh even if God. I lived with roommates, they would start jabber job jabbing at me, like, and I'd point out my mouth, be swishing around, like, can't, <laughs> can't talk for the next half hour. Leave me alone. Holy shit. <laughs> brilliant wow coconut oil thank pool, you y'all. for that life-changing advice <laughs> i hope some it. of you can um <laughs> try coconut oil pool. Yes. i will tell you do not warning warning on coconut oil pools you can do them every single morning they made my teeth so goddamn white and like beautiful i need to start doing it again i haven't done it in a while but um every morning you put a little bit in your mouth you swish it around for like 10 minutes do not spit it down your drain. It can clog it, right? It'll clog your drain. So in the toilet or in a garbage. And people don't know this and they try and coconut oil pull and all of a sudden their drain's clogged and they're like, what the hell? Don't do it. It's always my warning. I'm like, you can do that. It feels weird in your mouth. Don't swallow it because it mm-hmm. pulls all the bacteria out of your mouth. You do not toxins. want to swallow yeah. that. And then in the garbage. <sighs> That went so Welcome much better than I thought. To our <laughs> TED talk. <laughs> Do you have any last word? Um, my glass of wine is empty, and it looks like yours is too. And we need to go to the dog park. And I need to pee so oh, bad. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> and that's another thing we have in common. We each have to pee literally every two hours. We so can't... we're at a concert. <laughs> and best concert, buddy. I'm just like. I gotta pee. Me too. Cool. Let's go. But if you're at a concert with a non-peer, you're like, I gotta pee. They're like, fucking hold it. And you're like, I can't. <laughs> and I'm not gonna venture out there alone. I'll never uh, find my way never back. Never find your way back. It's like, I can pee here. You can come with me. Which <laughs> you prefer. <laughs> I'm down for both. <laughs> I, we drink a lot of water, I think. We both drink that. Yes. I think I drink a gallon a day. So much. At least. I'm jealous that your water bottle is twice the size as mine because I fill mine up so much. <laughs> it's like 40 pounds it's fantastic it's really I literally carry it on my hip like a baby I think you need to switch sides it might be throwing your back off oh fuck 
Ooh. Do you carry it mainly on your left side? I don't know. Hmm. Think about that. Oh, Notice no. it. Notice it. Okay, I'm gonna carry it in my arms in the front like this. Perfect. Perfect. All right. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys all so much. Um uh Huxley is just a best friend in the entire world. And I'm so happy to have her on here. And like I think I've said a bazillion times this whole podcast, but this week has been I've felt just so unbelievably uplifted and magical and fiery and content and comfortable and happy and just like even though I feel like I'm not coming home and doing more work and working 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 I've just been like all right I'm setting boundaries like I'm not working after six I'm not gonna work on the weekends I'm gonna like really enjoy this time with my friend and like be present and it's just been so fucking good so I'm so happy you were on here and I feel so blessed to have you (laughs) and thank you for taking care of me oh always and thank you guys for listening to my ramblings yes that's what the podcast is it's just Marla rants and rambling and Huxley rambling alongside (laughs) and I hope you guys enjoyed um I feel like there was a lot of epiph, like really fast little blips of knowledge in this that like I explained so rapidly um, that I hope you grasp the concept or maybe they just didn't make sense at all. And that's totally fine too, but I really truly feel it in my being. And we've just been like exploding in the cosmos ever since the um, solar eclipse. Yes. It's been the weirdest thing. Like my last little blurb here is I watched the solar eclipse on YouTube live and I saw the moment it like traveled and like had that big sunburst and then like the sunburst collapsed and it traveled out of it. And I was supposed to be in Patagonia for that, for the global eclipse, but obviously COVID. Um, but right after I saw that moment, there was this instant shift in my being. Like it was so insane. Um, I can't really describe it, but it was so like, everything's going to be amazing. And this is like, your fucking year. That was like the message I got from it. Just like go, How be happy. Serendipitous that it happened during your twenty. It was the birthday. day before. That's so. It was beautiful. such a good thrust. It was just it. meant for you. Um, hmm. yes. <laughs> and anyone else whose birthday was on the fourteenth yes. or fifteenth or sixteenth or thirteenth or whatever in December. But anyway, thank you all for listening. If you found any value in this at all, I would love for you to share. I know um, one of my favorite podcasts ever is. Blue Cosmic Eagles podcast, Deja Blue on Spotify. And at the end of every single one of her podcasts, she just goes, Please, bluebirds, share. Like she blew up to 100,000 listens by just Instagram sharing. So if you literally take the time to share to your Instagram, which I think takes like four seconds, that would be amazing. And help spread all the wealth of knowledge from Marla and Huxley. Please do. Just Everybody do needs it. to hear this. Just do it. <laughs> but I love you. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone tuning in and listening to this ramble. And just, of course, underscore Marmo on Instagram. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts or any questions or commentary. I might skip next week we will see i'm gonna be out of town but i'm gonna try and bring my laptop to be able to record something um 
maybe something short might not exist. We will find out. I've been really consistent with the Sundays pretty much, except for one. I did it two days later, but I still did it for the week. Um, so it just feels really good to be here and provide this for you. And I'm so grateful and have so much gratitude for all of my listeners. We're almost at 900, you guys. Woo! The thousand mark is going to be fucking, we're throwing a virtual party. <laughs> Absolutely. all right love you all thank you thank you thank you <laughs>